Jackson, can I push this down? Not yet. Why not? Give it two more minutes. I let the coffee steep. What? Steep. <laughs> What's that mean? It's uh, like when you you never heard the word steep before. I know, like, like a when... steep hill. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm done. I'm Justin. And welcome to today's podcast. Yay! It's late February, which means you should have seen Black Panther by now. That's very true. And if you haven't, go fuck yourself. Yeah, or go see it. Yes. And before or after you go fuck yourself. Yes. Either way, just go see it. Yeah. Um, God damn it, that movie was good. Yeah, Justin and I uh, went went to go see it, and it was spectacular. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, pulling up the box office mojo numbers. I was. <laughs> it was awesome. I, looked, I mean, I looked up the numbers. Can we just say record, like record breaking? Is that enough? Yeah. Can we just say that? Uh, view full weekend Black Panther. Here we go. Yeah. The <laughs> if we look at the weekend numbers, this was hysterical when they uh, when they showed the weekend numbers this morning on the mm-hmm. news. Uh, Black Panther uh, opening weekend grossed two hundred one million dollars, followed in second place by Peter Rabbit, who had a great <laughs> showing at seventeen million dollars. <laughs> Uh, in fairness, that's week two sure. that it was out. There's always so, that steep drop off. Yeah, I know? mean, yeah, they made uh, a good thirty million in their first weekend. Which funny? Did you hear about the controversy about Peter Rabbit? Well, it was some. It was about the uh, about the the peanut allergy people, right? <laughs> I guess there's a villain in the in the in the in the movie who's yeah. allergic to blackberries. Oh, is that what it is? And at the end, like everyone goes, throw blackberries at him, and they throw them at the bad guy. <laughs> He's allergic. And a lot of food food allergists were like calling for boycotts of the movie. Because, like, this is not how you treat allergies. This is not how it should be done. And the people got really mad. I was like, you know, I don't have any really bad food allergies. But to me, I'm like, I feel like that's kind of yeah, I, it's yeah. kind of overkill. I know when it's a kid's movie, too, and you don't want to influence kids to be like, hey, they got a food allergy. Let's take that food they're allergic to and rub it in their face. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it wasn't a kid's movie, I could under Like, at first, I was, I was up in arms about, like, really? We're just going to fucking get upset with this now? Like, what yeah. else? We're not, now we're looking for things to get pissed off about. But at the same time, I had not considered that kids are watching it and they could. You know, kids will imitate fucking anything. We know that to be true. However, if you want to go down that line, then there's a whole bunch of kids' movies that we need to talk about. No, that's a very, very fair point. A good point. Uh, Secret Life of Pets, which a movie yeah. really did not like. Uh, there's a moment there where the love interest uh, of, of the main character, who is a dog, mm-hmm. foofy dog, uh, th- she and uh, this other character are talking to a uh, a cat, a really uh, hairless cat who's like a he's he's like a criminal. Right. And he knows he's seen something on where this dog went. Her love interest, and he won't talk, so she beats the shit out of him until he talks. Right. So I was like, holy shit, right. this is like you are torturing him to get information. Absolutely. Go, You're just one step away from waterboarding this cat to get what you need. In fairness, most cats should be waterboarded. They don't like water. <laughs> right. So, Which would be the same thing. But I'm sitting there watching that, and she's yeah. basically like, he won't talk, so she beats the shit out of him to get what she needs. It's all played up very playfully, and right. I'm sitting there horrified like, oh, my God, she's torturing 
this adversary to get what she wants. I'm that's, like, that's not okay. Yeah, no. I'm. Yeah, why not though? I mean, yeah, yeah. Why not though? You know, that's how the world works, bro. I was like, oh, uh, it won't work with your words. Use your fists. Right. <laughs> I'm still not seeing the. I'm like, I'm not seeing the like connection this. here, Doug. I don't know what you're trying to get I don't at. Like this at all. Worldwide, four hundred four million dollars. So, little, uh, little interesting fact. Yeah. I sent you a little, a little uh, screenshot last week. Yes, um, yes, you did. Which was very hard to read. I apologize because my brother said the same thing. He didn't really get what I was getting at. But right. I sent Justin a screenshot of four movies and four worldwide grosses. It was Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, Justice League. And Jumanji 2. Right. Of those four movies, Jumanji 2 outgrossed all of them. Right. So, in a world of all the DC movies recently, <laughs> Jumanji 2, which, as you mentioned too, was a surprise hit. It was, yeah. It, it was unexpected. Shockingly broke out, yeah. But in a world where we have the Justice League launching, as well as Wonder Woman and Jumanji 2, a long... And, B- and BVS. And BVS... <laughs> Jumanji 2 outgrosses all of them worldwide. Right. I'd On a budget of $90 million versus other ones which were at least $200 million. Right. If not $250, <laughs> right. if not more. It's going, hey, DC? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, because I was just <laughs> sh- shooting the shit with someone at work, and we're talking about all this stuff. I'm like, let's just look yeah. at the grosses. I'm like, oh, interesting, interesting. I'm go, let's just look at Jumanji 2. And I'm like, oh, my God. Jumanji 2 is beating all of these movies. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It, it unbelievable. Is, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> it's depressing too. Right. Well, back to something that's good, Black Panther. Yes, yeah. Black Panther, fantastic. $400 million worldwide uh, opening weekend. Fifth highest, uh, fifth highest grossing movie for opening weekend uh, in history. Which is awesome. Uh, yeah, the only things that have beat it out is Star Wars The Force Awakens, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Jurassic World, Marvel's The Avengers, and then The Black Panther. Yes. So, yeah, it's in the top five opening weekend, all-time opening weekend. Which also makes me happy, too, because February is becoming a better month for movies. Yeah, well, I mean, with, with Deadpool kicking it off a year or two ago. And well, then... I think before that it was Kingsman. Kingsman oh, came shit, out that's right. In February. It and did. It was a surprisingly good movie. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. nice. So we're getting to this point where February can actually be a good movie month yeah. if you play it right. Absolutely. It's still yeah. surrounded by some stinkers. No, it, it, no doubt. You're not going to have – you don't have many of your blockbusters coming out. It's. I mean, they're still going to save just – Purely for the sake of kids are in out of school and they have more time to see movies. That's why summer is always going to be jam packed sure. with your biggest, you know, flashiest blockbusters. Is because you're you're putting your money on the fact that most kids are going to be available to see it. But that also just brings to show you that if you play your cards right, any month can be a stellar month. If you pl- if you make a good movie, well, I think that's even worse than playing your card right. Just make a good fucking movie. Making a good movie, and having yeah. the confidence to be like, we're going to release it in February, right? I mean, technically speaking, if someone had a really good movie for January, they could fucking sweep that month because January is where movies go to die. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So in February, generally isn't that strong. So if you have a really like a good m- movie or a unique movie like Kingsman, right? Deadpool. <laughs> I think the commonality there being that they're both R rated. So unique, something that stands out that can make money. But then this, what are you looking at? You made that weird grimace. Yeah, no, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at openings, uh, number one movies in January for the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah, not good. Insidious Four, Split, Kung Fu Panda Three, Taken Three, Ride Along, Mama, Contraband, Green Hornet, Book of Eli, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, <laughs> Cloverfield, Stomp the Yard, Big, yeah, Hubley. Yeah. Not very good. Snow Dogs, Kangaroo Jack. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so not <laughs> no Jersey, not a great month. But February, if you click over to that, it's actually got some like Black Panther, Get Out, Deadpool, Fifty Shades of Grey, the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. The last five years, like that's yeah. that's not a bad little roster and of movies. People are realizing that you can, if you play it right, yeah, you make a good movie and you release it at the right time. Summer be damned, you can do really well because there's not also not as much competition, right? Especially if you do something like a PG thirteen movie like Black Panther, mm-hmm. which it's going to absorb the Peter Rabbit crowd and, <laughs> yeah, and things say. like that. So you've got like your G, PG, and PG thirteen. It's going to absorb all of that sort of stuff. And you and I were talking at the movie theater. I'm like, the only thing that could possibly survive this weekend was a niche R-rated movie. Yes, that, exactly. Even yeah. then, I still wouldn't want to launch it this weekend. <laughs> no, I mean, you're still you're still running yeah. a huge risk of launching something like that exactly. against something as, as as powerhouse as Black Panther. Exactly. And yeah. Plus, Black History Month. Like, well, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, an amazingly it's a perfectly re- release time. They could. I mean, yeah. And a lot of people were were worried. They were like, you know, well, I don't know why they're releasing it in February. February is still one of those months where. And I was like, I, it, there's no other month where they should release this except yeah. for February. I mean, this is the perfect month for them to do so. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just taking it back to the actual movie itself, <clears throat> just inc- like wonderful script insanely acted mm-hmm. beautiful art uh art design on it uh costumes music the whole nine yards i for me top to bottom it was a fantastic movie yeah, yeah. it was fantastic it was it was so great and not only that but it, you know i think we were kind of talking about this after the movie like it, it took it to a level that was inspirational i think on a personal level because a lot of times these movies you're like walk away going wow they really did fight that giant fire demon and they won good for them <laughs> Right, but you right, don't right. have a personal connection to it. Right, Whereas right. with this, I was like, Marvel took it to a personal level where it's like, yeah. here is this character who is not only inspirational, mm-hmm. but also is like looking at real world plot problems and saying, how can we address this right. from our genre and our perspective? And that to me was incredibly powerful. It was extremely applicable to the current social climate. Like yes. I thought that was one of the things that that drove it home. But talk about grounded and real. I feel like this one. I mean, again, as much as uh, fantasy is, as was put into it, it was still like super grounded in reality. In in so far as the uh, the the what what people were dealing with socially sure. and, and and you know in the different cultures and stuff. Absolutely. And it, I, to me, it kind of linked up the same way that Luke Cage did when Luke Cage came out, because mm. that was right around the time where, right around the time where it's still happening, but like significant number of you know black people were getting shot. Yeah, and here you have a character, a black character, a superhero who's bulletproof. Right, and it's like, yeah, we well, need and this even more Michael than Col- ever. <laughs> he, he even came out uh, my culture and said that he's like that. That wasn't the intent behind this, yeah. but it just kind of was serendipitous that it kind of happened at the same time yeah. where this was needed. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with the same thing with this movie. Like, yeah. it's a situation where, you know, you've got this uh, country in Africa that is secret, but it's so high tech and advanced. And it's a real, it's real interesting, real interesting to see how that would play out in real world, in real life. Yeah. If that were the case. Yeah. And cause a lot of people are like, they blow off the entire continent is like, blah. Right. There's some resources. Third world you know, and all whatever. that. Yeah. But if that's this country did exist, yeah. what would that mean for the world? And it was really, really cool. Right. So, well, Andy Serkis painting it to be, you know, huh. when they talk about Atlantis. Yeah, right. Or, or uh, was it Atlantis? They talk, or um, the Lost City, the Lost City of Gold, whatever. Oh, El Dorado. El Dorado. They were yeah. like, yeah, this is, he's like, this is the El Dorado that everyone in South America yeah. that they should have been looking in Africa. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Very Atlantis good. And by the way, Andy, Andy Serkis also was fantastic. <clears throat> oh, my God. He played such a great, uh, <laughs> like, 
He played the. I like a villain. I love when a villain or is played where he he's having so much fun being insane. Yeah. Like when he was like, there is a scene where something happens inside of a club, and he ends up running out, and he's like laughing hysterically, and he you can tell the character mm-hmm. is having a lot of fun creating havoc yeah and i was uh, very similar to heath ledger's joker where yes. he's like i'm just having fun with this this yeah. is fantastic this is like this, this is a great, great day this is exciting. Yeah, exactly like, yeah. yeah i love when a when when an actor puts that spin on a villain because for me there's nothing more frightening than that kind of a villain who is just purely just getting such a a, a, a rise out of what they're doing yeah the, the chaos they're to, causing. to have fun with that yeah very interesting and they they don't care. They're yeah. not worried about it. They're no. not. It's just like <laughs> whatever. Well, that character's totally like that. Everything that he does is just you know. Yeah. He he talks about he's supposed to be handing something off. He says it wrapped in a pla- in a paper bag, and he's like, "There, it says fragile on it." Right. Yeah. He's like, ah, I could have spent money getting a fancy suitcase, but I figure, what's the point? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just like exactly this. That's who this guy is. He's like, I don't give a shit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Dang, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. No. So that was it was uh, absolutely incredible. I. The, very much want to see it again. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, just a slight plug for... Slight, like, yes. As if Marvel needs our plug. But, yeah, go check out Black Panther. It's totally worth it. Absolutely. Yay! So now let's talk about something a little different. Yay! A little a little, a little more serious. Um, uh, I recently heard about the story uh, that took place near my hometown slash in my hometown of, of northeastern Missouri. Uh, and... Um, the town is called northeastern Missouri. The town Missouri. is called northeastern Missouri. Uh, or Nemo, as people like to call right, it. Right, yes. Yeah. The Nemo. The Nemo Fair. Um, anyway. It's not hard to find, <laughs> Nemo. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, well just keep, you just, Thank just, you. Just keep swimming. You just keep swimming until they say we're going to get you. So I, I don't have... I only have very small bits of actual information about this, um, other than, you know... But I have some gossipy details, so I want to f- reference that up, up front, that... I don't know how how fully accurate this is, but this is one person's account right. of the situation. So we have Fox level details. <laughs> wow. Sorry, did I say that out loud? I apologize. Yeah, I'd say it's better. I was gonna say Infowars, but I'm like, it's not that bad. You know, it's not like the lizard people came out and showed themselves right. and were <laughs> perpetuating this. But but there was a spaceship that came down. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had a lot of meat last night. <laughs> a lot of meat. So what happens when I start working out again? <laughs> get the testosterone flowing. I swam one mile last night. I swam a mile <laughs> in a river of piss. <laughs> so the story goes. God bless Alex Jones. There's a uh, 17-year-old girl mm-hmm. in high school <clears throat> and allegedly uh, does not have a good home life. Her parents um, don't treat her very well. And again, these are the gossipy parts of things where I don't know for sure, but this is what I've heard. Right. Um, gets really bad to the point where she goes to the school guidance counselor and says, ask for advice, like need some help. The guidance counselor recommends to her that she leave, that she leave her home. So this student goes and basically back to her family and tells them that she wants to leave. They do not react well, allegedly throw all of her stuff out on the front lawn and say, get out. So she has nowhere to go. And allegedly a local... A local, the one of the science teachers at the high school says, who's a female. I feel like I should stress mm-hmm. that because when I told Justin this originally, he goes, I, like, I know where this is going. I'm, I'm like, like no. I don't, I don't like where this is going was, at all. I was like, no, it's not going to go where you think. Uh, so she basically said, temporarily, if you want, you can stay with me. 
That way you at least have a place to stay. So she's doing that for a small amount of time. Uh, ultimately asks a friend to borrow. It could have been the teacher. I can't remember the details. Asks to borrow their car. She drives down to Hannibal, Missouri, which is about two hours away. There's some high cliffs there. She basically climbs to one of the top of the cliffs, jumps off, and kills herself. Tragic story. Very, very tragic. She allegedly sent uh, suicide notes to a couple of her friends, some videos before she did it, and and that was that. The fallout from this uh, was that the family, her parents, uh, are basically in a position where they could sue the school district for something. I don't don't know what you'd call it, but more or less they were interfering, and they they were going to argue that they – their action led to her death. Right. Um, and this bothered me because legally, I get it. It's legally meaning that they shouldn't have been involved, that the course of action should have been guidance counselor says, hey, we should call you know, child protective services and let them handle it. But on a human aspect, I'm like, this is a kid who needs help. Right. And there's people nearby who are willing to help, and they offered their hand, and ultimately the outcome was awful. Right. And then because of because people were trying to do the right thing, the school district is now liable, potentially, <clears throat> allegedly, or potentially for this child's death. Right. For I don't know, aiding or or whatever to heart. Yeah. Negligence. I don't. Who knows? Right. I. I mean, I don't even know what it would be, but. It upset me because, again, assuming that the family life account is accurate, it seems like there's the justice there isn't isn't good. It's yeah, not right. There is no justice. No, there is no. And I well, and you have to assume again. Let, let's let's you know operate under the assumption that that the gossip that we've heard. Let, we'll start. We'll start there. We'll yeah. operate under the assumption that it's true. <clears throat> family life is absolutely terrible, and the guidance counselor said you need to get out. Probably what should have happened is the guidance counselor went, you need to get out. I'm going to call Child Protective Services, and we're going to figure out what, what to do from here. Um, but I understand, like, if it, let's, you know, if it was dire straits that this, this, this young woman was in uh, and there wasn't time to do that, then her going home and being like, grab your stuff. We need to get you out of there immediately. You know, she's acting under the – she's acting with the intent to help this person, you know – like very very quick ASAP. Yeah. Let's get you into a a setting that's not going to be that toxic. And if the parents are throwing their her stuff out and are that angry, I would say that just kind of fortifies that argument that it's not a good environment for her to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, her going with the science teacher. Uh, you know, I would the science teacher again from your, to your point. All she's trying to do is 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 the right thing from a human from a human standpoint. She's like, look, someone else is in trouble. I'm gonna offer safe harbor for them. I'm gonna mm-hmm. you can come to my home and you can you can be in a safe environment. You know, and it it sucks that the outcome is is the worst possible thing you could ever you know think to to have happen. But for the parents to 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 blame the school and blame the science teacher. Unless more stuff comes out where yeah. the science teacher was saying, you know what, you know, life really isn't just worth it. Like maybe if she was whispering that stuff in her ear, then that's one thing, you know, Ooh. and she was putting those those thoughts in her head. I just I've, I, I would I would like to think that most people would not be in there. Most people mm-hmm. would be like, what do you need to, to help you feel more stable and more and better? Yeah. And now the parents are just going to capitalize on this. And now they they get a pass or they get to get money out of it at the at the 
at the hands of their daughter's death. It just that feels it feels gross to me. Yeah. Now again, we are operating under yeah. the assumption that these the, these these quote unquote facts are sure. Are true. And I think that's what's interesting about the situation is we can take a look at it from several different perspectives. Like let's say for example, girl doesn't leave home. Right. But she still commits suicide. Right. So then are so then legally everyone's fine, but I'm willing to bet that guidance counselor, teacher, whoever feel awful that they didn't try. Right. You know well, I mean? and then is there any sort of repercussions because the girl was telling her what a bad life she was in, and then they they didn't act on it. They didn't try to help her by calling. I don't know. You can like, do anything legal with that. Okay. Um. I don't think you can. Yeah. There's obviously way more liability with what happened allegedly uh, currently versus the other way around. But I guess the overall frustrating part about this to me, and again, with, with knowing limited knowledge is just that um, what's, what's, what's tough is nowadays it's so difficult to do the quote unquote right thing because of these sorts of circumstances. Yeah. Like you had shared a story with me um, a few months back right at kind of like the beginning of sort of uh, the Me Too movement mm -hmm. where things were happening were essentially, uh, you, you tell the story, I think you, you knew it a little bit better. Than yeah, me. well, so it's a, it's a bartender uh, that <clears throat> we done on the the previous the other podcast, um, and he was just telling a story about, uh, and he's a real good guy, he was telling a story about how uh, this girl who lives across the hall with her mom, the 17-year-old neighbor, female neighbor, uh, was locked out of her house, and it was, I think the mom was out or something, and it was like, I don't know, a midnight, one in the morning, or whatever it was, the girl had tests. Then like, had to go to school the next day. Yada yada, and uh, you know he kind of poked his head out because he heard a lot of commotion. He's like, "What's you all right?" And she's like, "I'm locked out, and I have this, this, and this, and this." And he's like, "Part of him wanted to go. You know, if you want, you can just crash on my couch. You want to grab some some Z's and whatever until someone can help you." But he's like, he knew that in no way, shape, or form could he possibly offer that because of the potential implications that that, you know, mm -hmm. the things that, that that could have led to rumors or whatever, you know, may have happened. So he he told her, like, she kept like, you know, oh, I don't know what to do, this and that. He goes, look, you know, I would invite you in to, to hang out, but I'm not going to do that because I'm 30-something years old. Uh, you know, I'm pretty high right now, and it, all of this is just a bad situation. He goes, I'll hang out with you in this public hallway to make mm -hmm. sure that you're okay. You know, we'll, we can talk and whatever until someone lets you in, but he goes, that's the best I can do for you. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I felt, he, he felt bad because he's like, I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, help her out and give her shelter, whatever, you know, I wanted to help her out, but he's like, just as a human being, I wanted to help her, but I knew that there's no way I wasn't going to put myself in that situation. Yeah. And which in, you know, in many ways is, is, was the right move. Uh, but it does make me sad that you just, you know, human being to human being, you have to have, you know, we just, as humans, things have gotten so shitty and we have been so terrible to each other that you have to stop and examine before you can offer a helping hand. How, it, what, what is this going to, how could this possibly implicate me? What, what ramifications could come of this? And it just, you know, it's, it's, uh, I feel like we have almost pulled the humanity out of humanity, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's it's just it's super unfortunate just because, you know, in a lot of and ways... Real quick, to go on record, I'm not saying that I think he should have invited... Like, no, in, in not, just commenting I'm on just the commenting on the situation, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's, just, it's the situation where, you know, nowadays, like, I think, I don't know, part of it, I think, for me, is also living in the city, just being around so many yeah. people all the time that I just trust people less. 
just because yeah. I'm like I'm like I don't know you. Yeah. Fuck you. Like get but, out of my face. Yeah, and know? see, I don't think I have the fuck you mentality, but I do have the. There's so many people who are who are asking for money on the streets and this and that. I in that regard, I feel like I've gotten a little uh, colder. Isn't the right word, but. I'm a little bit more desensitized. Desensitized, yeah. I'm like alacrity. Well, what's your? I, I'm a little more alacrity. I'm mm-hmm. a little alacrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I basically the the first thought I have is what's your angle? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're trying to you're trying to get something from me. What do you what do you want to get? And then once I know that, then I know how to proceed with you. Yeah. You know, and it's it sucks that again. That's where my mind goes. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's tough because um, I I don't want to be that way. I don't want to do the first thing, whereas I'm a defensive and I'm like, Neh. like, for example, when I used to live way up north in Rogers Park, I was walking to the train station and this girl goes, hey, can you help me? Like my car, like my wheel, my steering wheel, like I, I it won't move. Yeah. She's like, can you help me out with this? And my first thought was, you're asking the worst person in the world. About, I don't do cars. I was like, I don't fix anything, right. let alone cars. Like, I don't drive. So that, I was like, sorry about it, but you're asking the wrong person. If you need the contra cheat codes, you let me know. Hey, I got the Konami code tattooed right right above my butt crack, so I got that covered right Right, there Yeah, absolutely. If you need to know how to beat level 67 on whatever video game, you let me know. Hey, if you want, you know, advice on World of Warcraft and which class you should be, which race, you know, up to, you know, the most recent, you know, expansion that i played i can help you out with that if you want to know what stephen king book to start off with you let doug know he'll help you if you want to know how i feel about the last jedi we can sit down and we can talk about that exactly if you want to know whether or not you should buy a boat ask doug he will let you know i will absolutely let you know about depreciating assets but however under no circumstances should you ask him about fixing shit especially cars especially cars and the thing was like i was kind of i was across the street and she was you know like, you know, can you, can you come help? And I was like, my first thing was like, you're asking the wrong person. Right, the right. thing it was, I was like, what if I get in that car and I try something and I break something? Right, right. It's like, I'm going to be one that's held responsible for Sure, that. yeah. And I was like, no, nah, sorry. And, and the third thing, which was, it was very true, was like, I had to go to work. Right. And I had like a 45-minute commute, so like I had no time you're to waste. a deadline, yeah. So, so like, I'm like, I'm really sorry I can't do this. And she gave me a lot of shit for it. Did she? Yeah. Was she was like just, yelling at you? She was just like, you know... I can't remember exactly what she said, but she was like kind of swearing and stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not a mechanic. Like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. Find someone else. You're asking. Like, I understand you're in dire straits when you're asking strangers. Right. If this is if this is legit. Right. You're asking strangers to help you with the car. I get it. But I don't know. I, don't. I can tell you right now. I will get in there. I will turn the the wheel a couple of times. I'll adjust a couple of knobs. And be like, yep, it doesn't work. And then I, I will. That's the extent of what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because actually. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> this was really funny. My my parents FaceTimed with me, okay, because their printer wasn't working. Oh, wonderful! And I was like, wonderful. Oh no! I was like, my mom goes, I'm so sorry to bother you on your birthday, but <laughs> our printer's not working. By the way, happy birthday! Oh, officially you. on the podcast. Thank you very yeah. much. It's official now because it's on the podcast. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, our printer won't work, so we thought. You know, who's the best person we can contact but someone in Chicago? So she was being kind of funny about it. And I was like, all right, well, uh, I Tell don't know. Tell me don't you know. asked them to unplug it and plug it back in. I asked them. I go, <laughs> you're going to think I'm being an asshole. I go, is the printer on? Like, I had to go through the basic ones. Yes, yes. My dad goes, all the plugs are plugged in. You know, we checked all that sort of stuff. I'm like, okay, that's good. So then I go, the only way for me to really diagnose this, I go, is I need you to, to, to flip around the screen 
Yeah. So that, but the problem is that I think what my mom did was she just she turned, turned her, her phone. phone. Yes, I was. Because <laughs> on FaceTime, you can flip the screen around and still like see you, you can what see you're looking what at. you're showing on the back of your phone. Yeah. So here I am. Like trying to ask my mom to guide the phone so I can see what's on the screen. Move it left, other left. I'm like, I can't. Up. I was like, oh, it was so frustrating. Right. And Jill was trying to watch something on the TV. She just paused it and like stared at me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, because I was like, I'm gonna try some very few basic things, and if that doesn't work, I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm not yeah. spending all day doing this. And I was trying to. <laughs> It was so funny because at one point I told her to right-click on something. So then, therefore, when I told her to click on something, she goes, right-click or left-click? Oh, like, moving on. forward. Yeah. So it's just I had to right. verify. and Unless I say right-click, just assume it's a regular click. Yeah. Just assume. I tried for about five to ten minutes, and I go, all right, guys, without me being there, this is the most that I can do. Right. And my mom's like, well, we got to print this out for our taxes. And I go, um, a library. I go, do you have to do this like hard copy or I go, is this something you can do digitally? Cause I go, if you want, you can email it to me. I'll help you get it saved in PDF or whatever. She goes, no, no, it has to be hard copy. Back in my mind, I was like, let that one go. Right. Yeah. Like, let's not <laughs> go down the fact that you Doug, know, she's uh, like, oh, we have to send out and then we have to save a copy for ourselves. I'm like, right. Okie dokie. Well, have fun with that. Good luck. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't, but whatever. What do I know? Call, yeah, exactly. I was like, I have to diagnose this over the phone right. using FaceTime with someone who doesn't have FaceTime or computers. Is it, <laughs> can't you just go to a friend's house and print it out? No, but then it'll be on their printer. <laughs> it'll be saved in their printer. Oh, my God. They can print out our t- our our credit information. My dad's a little bit better at that stuff than my mom. In fact, he's a lot better. But I was just like, my mom basically gave him the whole move sort of thing, like to get him up so that, Right. I could try and talk her through Doug's going to fix it. Move. That's the worst thing when I go home is my mom's like, when you get a chance, could you take a look at the computer? I'm like, <laughs> and here's the thing is that Mr. Fix-It luck comes in because it happens. Yeah. I'm able to fix it. And she thinks I do something magical. I go, I just fiddle with shit. Like their wireless wasn't working for some right, reason. Right, right. And I went down and I fiddled with stuff and I got to work. I'm like, ta-da. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I'm no, I'm no she genius. Think, she thinks somehow you're programming computers up here. She just thinks that I know exactly what's going on. Right, I, right. I tell her, I go, I'm not, right. I'm not a tech specialist here. I just fiddle with stuff. And and then one if you time. you ever give them my number, I will murder you. I wouldn't do that. Because <laughs> one time she was like, like something wasn't working. I'm like, I don't know. She goes, will you call tech support? I go, no, I will not call. Th- well, Justin actually almost spit out his coffee. Wow. Because that's twofold. I know. Number one. Yeah. It's you're <laughs> asking someone else randomly to call tech support. Number two, asking Doug to call tech support. Justin, you see why I have problems <laughs> with the phone. Because my mom did what she did my whole life, which was, I don't want to do this. I'm not. Will you call them for me? It's, it's the best because we work. We have our clients have clients. And so our clients' clients will call in and go, hey, this in this this client, you know, let's call it my client is client A, their client is client B. Client B will call us and go, "Hey, client A is having trouble with this thing," and I'm like, "That's great. Are you sitting next to them right now? Because if not, I do, you're no good to me. You're no you're no, no good. good to me. I need to talk to the person who is having the issue. Yeah. I can't help remotely. Yep. yep. So it'd be you calling them. You're like, "Hey, I think this is happening at their machine. I don't know." Yeah. Well, and it was just one of those things and I, where I get it from a perspective of they're intimidated to call because sure. they don't know the lingo and they feel like they're. It's inti- I get that. I totally respect that. But at the same time, you have to understand the absurdity of asking someone who's not even there. 
to call tax support to troubleshoot something they can't see. And it was dealing with something that, that they paid for. It right. may have been their internet service. I go, they're going to ask questions about your account that I do not have answers for. Right, yeah, yeah. So you are going to have to do this. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not spending right. my time here visiting you on tech support for your machine that I don't give a shit about. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Right. But that was my whole life, which was, Doug, will you call it? I'm like, fuck! I don't want to do it either. Like, you know. And and I get it too. Like, yeah, there's some intimidation there. Like, they don't, you know, they don't necessarily know what's going on and and, and whatnot. And I'm sure my mom feels like... Every, I've all everyone's been in those situations. If you can get someone else to do it, that's like the best thing in the world. Sure, sure. I'm like, no. Right. As adult Doug, as your peer, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say no. Right. I'm not doing that. Drawn as that. your son, I'm like, sorry, I've done what I can. Drawn that line. Outside of that, I'm not doing this for you. <laughs> that is not my responsibility. That's on you if you want to get this service to work. Right. That's going beyond. Oh, that's so funny. If I were 16, I would probably have to do this because it would mean I would be somehow affected by it. So right. I would probably be incentivized to do it. But right. as an adult that doesn't live here, no. You hold no authority over me. It's on you. <laughs> so that's one of those things where I'm like. At one point, you should just go, you know, Dave just took a <laughs> class in this. You <laughs> should call him. You know, Dave teaches computer classes, right? <laughs> Dude, Dave just goes. What did you do? I almost texted him and been like, hey, so mom asked me to try and fix the printer via FaceTime. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to tell her to call you. <laughs> Immediately your phone rings. Wait, Doug, Doug, don't, you didn't tell her to call, did you? He's just like, I'm a, he's like this is the first time ever I'm going to turn off my phone. <laughs> I'm going to go off the grid for a couple weeks. Like, I'm not going to do that. Now I, <laughs> he grabs his go bag and just runs out. He goes, this is why it's there this for. This is why it's there. No. No. I won't do it. Going I won't do to, it. I'm going back to Alaska. <laughs> there we go. I'm going fishing. <laughs> I'm going fishing. Gone fishing is what it says on his out of office. <laughs> G-O-N, gone fishing. Gone fishing. It's so funny when you almost did a spit take. I yeah. that, that last week I almost had someone, I actually had someone do that in their office. Really? I, I was very proud. Like I sat there, well I was done. like chest out. I was like, I nailed that. I, and, and it, it was Charity actually yeah. that I did it to. And she, she paused, she almost held it in, and then she just pointed down and spit all over the floor. And I was, she was like, God damn you. And I was like, that was awesome. That was worth it. I fucking nailed that. <laughs> I made it funny. I was like, yeah. it was perfect. It was great. So it was very good to see you do that. Yeah. Um, so back to the Missouri. Back to horrible, horrible. Yes. Horrible, horrible thing. See, guys, this is how we do it. We take you down, we lighten it back up, and then we bring you back down. Exactly. It goes in waves. It does. Yeah. We want you to feel all the feels. Exactly. So I think for me, at the core of this stuff is... Again, we were kind of talking about, too, just being in the city, not trusting people yeah. and things like that. I, I want – stories like this are upsetting because had the girl survived and flourished, we'd be having a completely different discussion, It would obviously. be a wonderful – yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I still the... think this the school would be liable, which would be dumb. Right. But – they would have done the right, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's, but we would be talking. We would be talking about, you know, oh, how this teacher was an inspiration and how uh, gave her a second, a second chance at life and this and that and the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, because she was willing to open up her doors to his students. Right. Right. And they care because I. It's you just don't know how it's gonna go. Like you, you, you roll that dice. You take the chance and you, you hope for the best. I think. Like, well, just imagine someone needing that help and you telling yourself I have to tell them no because I might get sued yeah it, uh, like how shitty is that you know what I mean yeah I, I don't I, that's the and those thing. laws exist because terrible things happen right because, because what if it was like 
yeah, what if what if the the guidance counselor's like, yeah, you got to leave home, and this girl doesn't go to the the science teacher, but she goes to like some ex boyfriend's house who ends up being a drug dealer. Sure. And this girl starts getting involved in drugs or whatever. Like, right. Right. And the guidance counselor is the one that led her down that path. It's right. like we're looking at a, most of this is a very good positive situation. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, they want to help, but I also feel like it's shitty that you have to be like, this is where I have to stop. Right. Because legally, I'm liable for what might happen right. if something bad happens. But we're not talking about whether or not this contract is valid or whether or not someone gets paid on time. We're talking about a child's life. Right, which is why that I hope that if this does... <clears throat> first and foremost, I hope it does not go to trial. If for some unfortunate reason it, it does go to trial and these parents do end up suing the the school and the teacher, I, I really hope the defense attorneys can can at least take it and show that it was the best thing for her to leave. Like that 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 more harm would have come. I don't even know if you can argue more harm, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. You can basically the fact that they could argue that you know. Objection, Your Honor. Speculation. Right. Exactly. I'm just saying. Like, I wish there. I hope there's a way they can show how heinous the 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 home life was. Well, and that's what sucks is because legally, the the legal part of that will cut through all of that and say no, they shouldn't have done it. Right. Regardless, it's not your legal. You are not legally responsible for this child. The parents are. So therefore, yada yada yada. But if but also if the parents kicked her out, if the parents are the ones that that didn't put up any, because it's also on the parents to mm-hmm. then. Maintain the child in the house, and you but know the initial thing came from allegedly the guidance counselor telling her she should leave. So, right, but if the parents don't make an effort to try to keep her in the house, if they're throwing true. her stuff out on the lawn and going, then fine, you get out. Yeah, then that's not that's not being a that's not that's not doing your due diligence as a parent, yeah, I agree. as a protective legal guardian. Sure. Should have been a fucking lawyer, Doug. <laughs> Damn well, you it. love to argue. I love it. You're the devil's advocate, the devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> the judge is like, I don't know what side you're on, sir. You're like, look, allow me to double those advocates, your devil's advocate. Right. Like, what did you say to me? I'm gonna Are you DA, I'm both gonna, the prosecutor and the defense I'm attorney? DA or DA? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, wait, what? What? I'm a DA. What's that? A devil's advocate? Uh, no, oh, a defense attorney? attorney? No. no. I'm a devil's advocate. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. I am a, an expert devil's advocate, so I'm, they call me to trial and be like, all right, Justin, you as an expert of devil's advocate, can you please right. explain to us I'm a DA, the DA. potential <laughs> legal reasoning for why the, the prosecutor or defense may have done this? And you're like, well, as an expert devil's advocate, allow me to uh, extrapolate on my theories. <laughs> You're this expert devil's advocate that they call in. That would be a great sketch. Oh, shit. Justin Stranley got called in as another legal expert for this trial. It's all over, man. Oh, man. This trial's going to go on for another three weeks. Man. <laughs> well, he argues with himself. You're just like this this radical thing in the legal world, like this devil's advocate. We need to get the devil's advocate side <laughs> to figure out how this may have worked. Bring in the devil's advocate. It's like, Hello. I'm Justin Strandlin, professional devil's advocate. <laughs> That's what it is. It's an infomercial. It's a late night infomercial. <laughs> Hi, I'm Justin Strandlin. Are Do you, you just need this a guy advocate? that like has like this weird? You're, you have this very small office in this office building, and no one ever knows why or what it is that you do. Like you don't advertise anything. It's just like the word of mouth spreads about Justin Strandlin, 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 Strandlin. Devil's advocate. Yeah. It's almost like this old school, like almost noir thing. People knock on it or you get a phone call <laughs> or a fax. It's like, mm, we, we need your help facsimile. with this. Yeah. It's like, our case is busted, man. There's nothing we could do. There's one thing we could do. No. I know a guy. No. It's a long shot. No, don't say it. But we have to go for it. Are you talking about Justin Stranlin? <laughs> I'm talking about Justin Stranlin. Devil expert, devil's advocate. <laughs> 
You get the call. God just, damn it, call him in. He's just this like eccentric sort of like guy that just kills it every time. <laughs> and all you do is you just really are good at looking at the other side of the of the, of the coin. I'm just just basically I'm just a good attorney. <laughs> That's all it is. All you are is you're really good at looking at the other side and providing a, a, a confident right. argument. So in, they, in the they, legal world, they cannot understand how I can be so empathetic. Or that they're like, I don't understand why you're being. They're using you because all you're doing is just you're just disproving their point. You're just looking at the other side and really providing a good argument for the other side. Right. So if you were the prosecutor, Mister Devil's Advocate, why? Would they have done this? And you're like, I'm glad that you asked that question. Well, it's an interesting question. Let's approach it from a few different ways. <laughs> and they're like, great. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. It's just like. Who do I send the bill to? Somehow. <laughs> I'm like, not sure who I just Somehow helped. it always helps the case, but they don't know why. Right. Because you really don't do anything I just useful. Don't, I don't know who I helped in the, in the whole situation. You just yeah. somehow it's like, oh, no. Because you can either help the person who hired you or the other side. It could go really awry. So they only hire me if they're in dire, if they're in really, really dire need. Like, look, man, this is 50-50. Let's bring in let's this bring could either help us. This could make or break our case. <laughs> bring in the Swede. Bring in the Swede. He's Here the code name's, code name's the Swede. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call the Swede. you got to call him the Swede. You realize this could go either way. I know. I know, but we're desperate. We have to call him in. Maybe he might be able to help us. All right, do it. <laughs> Hello, thank you for calling Justice Randall's office. I am his receptionist. <laughs> it's just me. Fuego. That accent. Fuego. Fuego. Which is obviously a Swedish name. Right, yes. <laughs> Translates to fire. Yeah. <laughs> Fuego. Fuego. <laughs> Your name's Fire? Yes, I am very spicy. All of a sudden, he turned to Italian. I don't know why. <laughs> Hold Fuego, I told you not to answer the phone. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What can I help you with? Dude, you're a great job with your accents. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't... What do you mean? My accents. Oh, that's amazing. Chief, he's insane. <laughs> yeah, but he's the best damn devil's advocate out there. You're like, no one No one doesn't like the Swede. No one doesn't like the Swede. Yeah, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Oh, my God. That seems that sounds like a sketch right there. It really for is, like, yeah. It's like a trailer for a movie. <laughs> Called the Swede. Right, just called the Swede. They knew they were on their last leg. They I don't know, Kevin. I just don't think we can make this case. Well, we've got to try they for knew. the sake of the child. They knew lives hung in the balance. If we don't do this, they'll lose the farm. One man. Hello. One office. Hello. <laughs> One derpy receptionist. Hello, this is Fuego. This summer, Fuego and the Swede. Your Honor, objection. You cannot object to the devil's advocate. <laughs> That's so good. That's actually true. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, uh, guys, <laughs> you're, uh, you're welcome for this whole episode. Hello. Hello. <laughs> good welcome. <laughs> <laughs> A devil's advocate. <laughs> you hate the fuego, but I hate the do. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, yeah, serious stuff. So, Missouri, guys. So, Missouri, yeah. yeah. So, honestly, um, again, I think the overall core part of this, which I honestly don't even think, I think it's getting worse. You know, where more and more people are willing to be like, you know what? Let's go to court. Let's go to court over this because... Yeah. Um, 
And I understand that that's part of what the courts are there for, especially in situations where people don't agree. They're supposed to be there yeah. to help people figure out what's going on by presenting their facts and stuff like that. But it's just it seems like it's too easy nowadays. But it's also so fucking expensive. Like, for example, yeah. um, in my last job, I got fucked out of my vacation pay. Yes, you did. Uh, the owner of the company was mad that I only gave one week's notice. Mm. And so he only gave me... Let's preface this, though. Mm-hmm. You got told like, that you were being terminated mm-hmm. at the end of the month. Yes. They said, we're, you're fired, but you can, you can hang out and you can work. You're going to be laid off on this date. Basically, I was given 30 days notice. I was getting laid off. And during that month, you and I must call him Luke, Jesus, right. you and Drew both got jobs, and you were going to be starting those jobs before the end of the month, which meant that I was going right. to be the only person there. And it was I was a three like, three man office, and Doug was the only person there. I was going to be like, no. Right. So I made the executive decision to leave the same day that you were leaving, yep. and Drew was going to be leaving shortly thereafter. So really, Drew, we left Drew as a one man office. I did. Yeah. Uh, but for him, he's like, whatever, I'm leaving. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. He yeah. didn't give a shit either. So um, I told this guy, hey, I'm out. Yeah. And he was like, well, since you're only giving me a week's notice, I'm only giving you a week's vacation pay. Right. Which is illegal. Yeah. You cannot do that under Illinois law. Right. Uh, but the way I looked at it <laughs> what was... What he didn't realize is that Doug's wife is in HR. Yeah. And completely illegal. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the way it was, at the end of the day, he was just not going to pay it. No. And if I wanted to get that five hundred dollars, I would have had to take him to small claims court, and I wasn't going to do that. Right, and that was going to cost you how much of that five hundred? Exactly. Right. So for me, I took it as all right. If five hundred dollars means that's the last time I'm ever going to have to deal with this fucking asshole again, so be it. I will. I will take that as a convenience charge. Everyone will be on their merry way. There you go. But justice wise, it sucked because I had to eat that because right. I was like, this guy's a douchebag and he's wrong. Right. One hundred percent wrong. Right. And I really wanted to write him back and be like, you know what? You can take this $500. You can cram it up your ass. Right. <laughs> cram it, wise ass. Cram it, wise ass. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, you can cram it up your ass and just remember that one day you're going to do this to the wrong person. Right. And you're going to lose and you're going to lose hard. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't give a shit enough over $500 to fight you over this. Right. But you are wrong. I'll be happy to send you the link proving that you're wrong. Right, yeah. But just remember that you do this to the wrong person, you're going to fuck yourself right. hard. Well, it's just the same as when you're growing up and you, you know, I'm sure, I don't know if your dad told you, but my dad always reminded me, he goes, you know, be careful who you run your mouth to, be careful who you push, because you're one day you're going to run your mouth to the wrong guy or, you know, you're going to push the wrong person and they're going to push back twice as hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's inevitable that if you, if you do that, you're going to eventually one day do it to the wrong person. That's why I'm really big on not uh, being an asshole yeah. in general. And yeah. also, not that I run my mouth a lot. My, no. It was just a life lesson. He's just like, just, you know, in life when you're out there. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where that's where you see cocky athletes yeah. and stuff like that or people who celebrate. I watched recently these compilations of, of athletes who were celebrating <clears throat> too soon. Okay. I love it. And yeah. That to me it fulfills justice, Doug, so well because <laughs> these guys are like, ha ha, I won. And like, for example, like <laughs> right. people will be on a bike, a bike race, and they'll just be standing up, putting their arms up, and someone zips past right. them. Yeah, and exactly. Wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, fuck. All you had to do was just pedal harder for a few more seconds and you would have been fine. Right. Um, but stuff like that is the idea that you are bragging or you're you're doing something wrong and you're just doing it to be a dick. There's right. no other reason to do that than to be an asshole. Right, right. And by doing that, knowing that it's illegal, 
like in my case, or knowing mm, I'm going, I'm not going to give you your full two weeks. Right. Legally, I don't have to give you any fucking notice. It's employment at will, motherfucker. Yeah. Just like you could terminate me tomorrow, employment at will. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it, but you still owe me vacation that I have not taken. Right. You can't just hold that. Right. As like, well, you didn't give me two weeks, so I'm only going to pay you out $500. What? Right. That's not how that fucking works. Yeah. There was a lot that could have been done could have been done better with with everything that happened at the end of that and yeah. and it was it was a very unfortunate circumstance uh and yeah it, it just it, it just kind of further proved though like that people are it's another one of those instances where the people just he could have easily gone look we're gonna end this amicably i'm not gonna be i'm gonna i'm human to human i get it it's a bad situation that you're in uh sorry here's your two weeks you know, no harm, no foul. Get out of here. Yeah. You know, but no, it had to be just knowing that full well that he and I will obviously never work together again. Right. Like that obviously is what that meant. But he doubled down on that. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I will never work with you again. And you can sure shit. Don't think that I'm going to be a detractor to any, any sort of thing that you do. Yeah. I'm going to say, watch out for this guy. Yeah, sure. I'm very tempted to use his name, but I'm not going to do no, it no, because no, we're I'm not better. Gonna... I'm better than him. Right. But I was like, I will never, ever promote anything that he does. Yeah. I will always say, watch out for him. He's a slimy grease ball. Right. Don't trust him. Right. Because that's what he left me with. And that goes both ways. Yeah. You know, because he may be pissed that I only gave him a week. But just remember, motherfucker, you cheated me out of that. Right. And if I have anyone that's like, hey, do you know this guy's company? I'm like, yeah, don't trust him. Right. Don't trust him. Because he's going to take stuff personally. And he's going to make sure that he, he tries to, he's always going to try to win. Right. Shoulders like boulders. You there know you what go. I mean? Yeah. Fucking douchebag. <laughs> But tell us how you really feel. Ugh, Doug just got fired up, guys. Gross. I don't gross, know how you... Gross it, human being. I hate people that do that sort of stuff. Yeah. I feel like because they have that sort of power yeah. that they can, knowing full well that it's not worth it to go to court. Right. Over $500. Right. Who the hell would want to do that? Right. Vindictive people and people... I'm like, I don't have time for this, man. Yeah. Like, my life, I've got better things to do than to deal with it. You keep that. You yeah. must really need that $500. I just you keep don't, it. What do you think, what do you think is the, uh, the thing that's kind of spurring, because uh, I mean, it, it, back in the day, like you go, you go far enough back and, you know, people got in trouble. People, you know, kids got in trouble. They, you know, they broke something, they broke a window or they mm-hmm. did something or they ruined something or, you know, someone trespassed or something happened and it was like, hey, don't do that again. You know, or I'm going to, you know, I'll talk to your parents and you're going to get reprimanded, this and this and this. But there was no, I'm going to sue your kid. I'm going to sue you, asshole, and your kid. And I'm going to sue, like, there was, like, something happened over the course of, like, from the 60s through the 70s through the 80s. Like, around, I feel like somewhere in the the late 80s, 90s is when it started to shift. And I don't know what that was. Yeah. It was almost this loss of innocence. I don't know. Loss of trust. Well, part of it is, like, I remember just seeing, like, stuff in, like... I guess it, maybe it was the 90s. I was taking some very... Do you like, think it was early. the excessiveness of the 80s? Part of it was, I think, you know, people were probably convinced. I mean, let's face it, that... I don't want to be the guy that's like, it's the lawyers that are pushing it, but the lawyers are doing it. Right. You know? they're, 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 they're making a case for it. You right. know, hey, uh, this person trespassed, you can sue them and get $1,000. You know, it's there like... You go, yeah. Maybe there's an industry for it. I don't know. But someone got convinced somewhere where it's like, hey, if this guy fucks with you, you can you can sue him and do all this sort of stuff. Right. And to me, if you're going to sue someone, that's the last-ditch effort. That is, you will not have a relationship with that person. You sure. are burning all bridges. Like, this is the nuclear option. Absolutely. So if you're going to do that, do that knowing full well what the repercussions are. And yeah. I think some people do that so frivolously. Mm-hmm. 
that they don't realize the consequences. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing something in school. There was this woman who was just, she sued all the time. Yeah. Like, I remember it was something like she sued her neighbor because her son was, like, playing basketball. And it was like the, the noise of the basketball was basically a noise violation. Jesus, sounds like a president. Right. And she, uh, uh, the door closed, like, she was leaving a store, and the door, like, just closed on her leg. Okay. On her ankle, and she just claimed that you know it caused so much damage, so she sued, sued the store. Good lord! Again, it goes back to I brought this up multiple times, but Palmer House Hilton, that yeah. girl who slid down the railing, uh, right, was right, drunk, right, right, slid right. down the railing, fell to her death, right. And I knew so their parent, her family was going to sue. They did. They yeah. sued the hotel. Yeah. And now, uh, which blows my mind that you could do that because you're mad that your daughter died. Right. Again, I shouldn't say that. There's probably more to it than that. But still, I'm just like, fuck that. But even so, my mom came to visit last April. She was staying at the Hilton and she was coming up the escalator. She slipped and fell and like the security guys came running over like it was the end of the world helping her up and like, mm-hmm. "Are you okay? Are you okay? Okay, do you want to file a report? Do you need to file a report? Do you right. need to file?" I was like, "No, I'm a good." Like, "Are you sure you need to file?" Like, they walked through the elevator. Do you need to file a report? Yeah, whatever you need, because it's like <clears throat> I can't afford. Like, th- yeah, look, yeah, shit happens. Yeah, I'm willing to bet, and I think I've talked about this before. Most of those things come from people feeling stupid. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I tripped and fell over this thing in Not front my of fault. all it's these your people, fault. Yeah. and I got I felt embarrassed because I fell down right in front of all these people. And it was really embarrassing. It's like, it doesn't mean, uh, this is unsafe. It's, no, you feel stupid. Right. Get over it. Yeah, absolutely. That's life. Yeah. Like, it's, it's you know, and it's, there's sometimes where it, like, it absolutely should be sued. You know, like, if someone's not maintaining something. You right. You know, if someone's, um, you know, uh, like, I, I get really pissed off when there's ice in front of uh, businesses. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. snow and ice. I'm like, guys, get off your fucking ass. Clear out the sidewalks. Like, don't be a douchebag about this. Like this, this is super dangerous for anybody. Like, clear off the sidewalks when it's wintertime. Like, yeah, you, you should be responsible for this. And there's people that just don't do it. I'm like, all right, you're a dick. Or there's areas that where these buildings aren't. They're technically, you know, not owned. Like, I don't know if you remember Five Guys over in our neighborhood before that got like built up. It no, was, like this decrepit looking like parking lot area in this rundown building. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Before that, before the building got put. Yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know who owned it, but they sure as shit did not take care of that. So you'd have this one, like half a block <laughs> patch, patch of, yeah. of ice. Everything else is cleared off except for that patch, <laughs> because whoever owned it, whatever, was like, ah, not my responsibility. I'm not right, taking right. care of it because no one's actually doing anything here. It was really, really annoying. Yeah. But stuff like that annoys me. But so I get it in that regard where it matters. There's times where it really 100% matters. Where, you know, if someone did coerce my child to do something that I don't think they should have done and then something bad happened to them, yes, I should have legal recourse. And in the situation of this girl in northeastern Missouri, her parents probably look at it that way. Where their daughter was coerced into leaving a home. And then going to live with a teacher and then ultimately, you know, committing suicide, they probably look at that as 100% on the school side. And again, I don't know what the parent side is. I'm only hearing the stuff from the perspective of, you know, the gossip that I've heard. But sure. if things were contentious and maybe, you know, it's a family trying to sort that stuff out. And maybe, you know, things just kept escalating and it was getting bad. But at the same time, maybe they wanted to work it out. And then this girl comes home one day and is like, hey, I'm moving out because this guidance counselor told me to. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. You want to live. You think this is what's going to make your life easy. You think you got it all figured out. 
you don't want to work this out with us, fine. Take your shit and get out. Have fun. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe it was one of those sorts of things. Emotionally, not the right answer, but it's like, fuck it. You want to go, you go, so and you come back less, to us whenever you're ready to figure this shit out. More or less potentially calling their calling her bluff, if you will. Like, like, you're kind of thinking yeah. maybe in that regard. You're like, fine, get yeah. the fuck out if you think this is what you want to do. Right. And ultimately, it leads to their daughter dying. I mean, I could see how they would want to blame somebody for that. You yeah. Because, again, I don't know what, they, what was going on and what they were trying to figure out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and the rumor is that they were shitty parents, but I don't know that. They could be, you know, again... Hey man, my brother and I, we were we were no angels. You yeah. know, like my my parents dealt with a lot of shit from Dave and I. You know, we 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 had a lot of issues in that sort of regard. So to say that, you know, if someone had given my brother or I suggestion to leave yeah. and then something bad happened to us, my parents would have been furious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like especially when it comes from a place that your tax pay taxes yeah. are paying for. <clears throat> I, so I, I can yeah. actually understand the frustration on that regard too. I think in in regards to uh it, it's hard like we we again we've been operating off of what we like you said, what we know of the gossip and if 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 all that proves to be true and it was a shitty home life and this and that, then you know I, there might not have been anything anyone could have done to save save yeah. her. Unfortunately, um, I, I don't think that the school, personally, based off of what I assume to know at this point, I don't think the school should be liable. I think that you know the parents should have done more. But again, you don't like you said, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. Too, yeah. if we're going to play devil's advocate, yeah. we don't know what happens behind closed doors. You only get half of. Uh, it's it's like any time you see someone going head to head or or a trial or something, you're like. Oh, there's only two people who really know what happened. It was the yeah. two fucking people that are there. So really behind closed doors, it's really just it's the daughter and the parents that really know what the relationship was and like. And I'm willing to bet there's some nuance. <clears throat> there's absolutely this, some nuance, you yeah. Know, and and um Yeah. I, again, the rumor mill, especially from what I know from that community, is pretty intense. Yeah. So um, you know, I I, I would love to know more. Right. Um I just hope that if it does go to trial that the daughter is not used as leverage yeah. for the parents to, you know, profit off it. Uh, I also hope that if, you know, it does get proven that the school was at fault, that they take responsibility for that. I just, I, I hate to see any time that uh, a, a kid dies that it gets used for publicity's sake or, or, or anything in that, in that vein. And I just, I hope that can be avoided as much as possible in this, in this capacity. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, this girl was suffering. Yeah. She was struggling, and um, uh, the source that I, I heard this from, um, one of their neighbors' uh, daughters was good friends with her. Yeah. And she was given a handwritten note from this girl. Yeah. Like a, a suicide note, and uh, it, no one should have to deal with that. No. No one, no one should have to <clears throat> see their friend at 17 – commit suicide because they're struggling with something like that at any age at any age at any age like but especially especially a child school, yeah like there's no yeah there's no reason for that well and, and you just yeah i mean you you just you you almost wonder at some point you know what else could have been done what else could have been addressed and what else could have been whatever but uh, yeah um and yeah it's to add a little bit of shittiness and sorrow on top of this, this happened the day after the uh, shooting in Florida. Did it? Yeah. So it was I like, wonder if that was part of what you know 
maybe added to just the the anguish that that she was feeling and i mean there's no way to know obviously but it's just yeah like this is one of those things where <clears throat> great right this is happening and then the next day in their very own community probably when people are reflecting on what happened and you know what they can do to make sure that doesn't happen someone goes and commits suicide like yeah. that it's just it's a, it's a tragedy it is a tragedy all yeah so um, well, to spin it, uh, if, you know, you or anyone you know is having any yes. trouble or issues, uh, you know, ask them how they're doing. Conversation, a lot of the times, from what I understand, it's just feeling like there's no one to talk to. Yeah. So simply asking someone, how are you? Yeah. Can be a huge turning point for them. Um, and if you have any inkling someone is, you know, uh, considering ending it all, uh, say something. I yeah. absolutely um, tell them that, you know, you love them. Tell them I'm here to listen. Listen and then get them help. Um, you know, there is there is definitely, there are resources and no one should have to go through that alone. So. And then, you know, also just, you know, if you care about someone, tell them you care about them. You know, mm -hmm. give them a hug. Tell them you love them. You don't know what they're going through behind closed doors, and that yeah. may be the thing that helps them, that helps pull them out of whatever they're in. Just being there to listen and not even having a solution. Right. A lot of times, people just want to talk, and they don't expect you to have a solution to yeah. their problems. They just want you to listen. They want an empathetic ear. And one of the most powerful things you can say to someone is like, wow, I don't even know what to say, but I'm so glad that you shared that with me. Yeah. One of those things is just, it's going to, when people know there's a catharsis in that and just sort of like getting that off your chest. Big time. And sometimes that can alleviate a lot of issues. So yeah. 100% reach out to people, tell them you care, tell them that you're there for them and that you want to listen and uh, help them through that stuff because uh, we, don't, we don't need this stuff to happen anymore. No, no, we don't. We, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's enough tragedy. Yeah. Um, time for some good stuff. Speaking of good stuff. Good stuff. It's time for... A throwdown. So today we're not going to do a murder throwdown. Okay. We're not going to do a death throwdown. Okay. We're going to keep it lighter. Okay. Uh, this is a throwdown that I've, I've used this as, as a joke before okay. uh, quite often, um, but I, I thought it would be actually interesting to put these two in a throwdown uh, with this. So uh, today's throwdown is a staring throwdown. It's a staring contest. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. I love this. This is a first. This is a first. So it's very similar to the, the Groot Hodor uh, verbal debate throwdown. So I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to show you uh, pictures of the two individuals who we're okay. putting in this uh, in this staring throwdown. And usually it's not a staring throwdown I have them in. It's a scowl off Okay, is who I have them in. So first and foremost, we got Michael, uh, Sh Michael Shannon oh my God. versus Jeremy Renner. Because notoriously, both 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 actors have uh, have caught flack on set for uh, being overly overly serious. Both co-stars of both of them have gone. You know, he just he never smiles. He's never having. He never jokes. Never has a good time. There's obviously some some pictures of them smiling and joking, but notoriously they are very serious, scowly individuals who have that 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 you know bravado. You know that they bring the gravitas to it. Um, very, they've, they've got the good, um, smoldering kind of stare look going on. Both of them do. They're both intense is what I'm trying to say. Um, so between the two, uh, just in the pictures I've pulled up, it's, it's kind of a no contest. Michael Shannon's Michael got, Shannon. Michael Shannon's got the crazy eye. It's like, dude, I'm on a, I'm well, going to, my eyes will eat you alive. Well, I, I would even, listen, I would even add a little bit extra to this competition they get to sit. <laughs> All of these. They get to sit across from each other, and they get to say one line. 
to, to make the other to make the other either to make the other blink like, shutter look or away just be like whatever yeah and the only thing I can think of is him from Man of Steel where he says I will find him he just shouts that and okay. I'm like he's gonna win that because what does Renner have um <laughs> hey Hulk over here <laughs> I don't know uh <laughs> I got tired of missing. I got. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no. What did he say? Ooh, got- here's a better one. There's a better. Okay, he's dirty. He's, no, but he's got he's got more of like a look on his face. He's more yeah. determined in that picture. He's dirty. He's dirty uh, in that book. He's dirty too. Yeah, he's dirty, dirty bird ass. Um, I don't know. I feel like it would be. I I I don't think it would be. I don't think Michael Shannon's going to wipe the floor with Renner. I think it. I I think that there will be. It it would be a decent stare down. I feel like they're both gonna they're both gonna give it their all. And there's there's gonna be I don't know. Do you think it would just be a, a, a winner a one person take all? I I think Shannon's heavily favored. Yeah. Because I've heard him on um podcasts yeah. too. And Shannon's just on a different world. Oh no, when he's on the late night circuit, it's amazing. Like he, amazing to watch him. People don't know how to inter- like because I remember one time it was for um <laughs> Batman v Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Yeah, I'm in the movie. And I'm like, You are? He goes, Yeah, they gave me uh flippers for hands <laughs> and people posted that like they he's got the weirdest sense of humor and he i wrote, love him he, so much they didn't realize that he was joking yeah he's like yeah they uh <laughs> i got flippers for hands in the, in the film yeah and people are like okay he, he said got flippers, flippers for hands yeah and that got circulated around he's like i'm joking you should see him on <laughs> fallon all the time yeah. like jimmy does not know how to doesn't know how to. Ha- it's so amazing to watch him just squirm. It's yeah, it, so amazing. He, I think I heard him on the Nerdist. Yeah, with um, yeah, with uh, Chris Hardwick. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. and he was talking about um, because Chris asked him about his theater. Yeah, Red Orchid Theater in Chicago and stuff, and he brought up uh, T.J. Jagodowski. Yeah, he goes and he's an amazing improviser. He's like, do you know? Like he starts talking about him, and Chris Hardwick goes, I don't know who he is, and like. Michael Shannon may, almost made him feel like a piece of shit for not knowing who T.J. Jagadowski is. He's one of the most incredible people yeah. you'll ever meet comedically yeah. and otherwise. And, and, and Chris Hart goes, all right, I'll write, his, I'll write his name down. I guess I'll have to check it out. He felt so bad. <laughs> he, did, he didn't know For him? not knowing who T.J. Jagadowski was. So you think was. maybe with just a look, Shannon could just make well, Brenner just apologize for look, something? And he could just say something, not even just shouting, but just like so offhandedly like unsettling. Like what? That yeah. he could say. Like he could probably just go, yeah. Oh, I got flippers for hands, and Renner would go, be like, I don't know. That's what to not do true, that. but okay. Yeah. He said that he's got <laughs> flippers for hands. All right, so you think I'll give Renner credit. He does have a good stare, yeah. But he's got too much of a pretty boy look for me to feel intimidated by him. Oh, interesting. Okay, because in the the first one you showed me, he's got his hair all trimmed up. He kind of looks he's, like he's well quaffed. He's an, on Esquire, so he yeah. looks like he's a he's maybe a that wasn't the player. best one to pull up. Um, um, but that other how one about you the nobleman me? cover? Nope. Is that a better? Nope. nope. Okay, he looks very the glossy. fact that it's nobleman, um, very glossy and clean. And there you go. Eh, even then, I'm just like pull up something from the town. You know. He does look good in the town. He's great in the town. He's very intimidating in the town. Very as well. intimidating. Um, you know, you that's a good one too. But still, I don't think he has the line delivery. There's that just Shannon. Shannon see, you're basing risk. this off of delivering a line, though. But that's... I told you, like, let's up, let's up this. So yeah, you not but... only scowl, but okay. also delivering a line. But even then, I still think Michael Shannon wins by a scowl. I, yeah, I got, I got to give it. to I think Renner would be a formidable opponent. For he would him. be a formidable opponent, but Shannon. Like, got... I don't think. I think it would be a couple hours at least. There would be. There's a there's a presence 
that Michael Shannon has in the room, where he makes every late night host nervous. Yeah, he makes everyone else around him nervous. That's fair. That's that very fair. Renner does not have that sort of right atmosphere right. that he brings into a room. <laughs> so I like that. This is a good one. We should do this again sometime. We should okay. do stare offs or scowl offs, and and that sort of. Because what I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of what uh, BBC Radio does. Where they put the two oh, yeah. co-stars yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's playground insults. Yeah. It's the same thing. They're that close to one another. Right, absolutely. They're, and they're just staring, staring at each other. And they occasionally will say a line to make the other person just, like, quit, basically, right. more or less. Look at that. Yeah, I mean, that's a... Look at that. <laughs> you pull some of these pictures Jesus up. Jesus Christ. There's no way to not... Is that from Shape of Water? Uh, Probably. Good Lord. I Look at know. that. I mean, Jesus Christ. Boardwalk Empire. Okay, yeah. Jesus. I mean, he looks... Even ins- more intense. Yeah. Oh. No, I'll give it to my... Michael Shannon for the win! Michael <laughs> Shannon for the win! Yeah, he, I gotta give it to him. He's He wins. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really good with the uh, drum toms. The ruse pops. Yeah. Now you're just showing off. Switch it to guitar. Darkness and reddening me. All that I see. Singing now. I cannot live. I cannot die. Singing There we go. I'm done. Awesome. Yeah. Here you go, guys. So that that's what little, Doug suggests. That's a little, little <laughs> gift for you. A little, little gift, little taste for the palate. Doug, what do you, uh, what are you promoting this week? What do you recommend? Uh, I recommend obviously Black Panther. Yes. Definitely uh, worth checking out. Um, outside of that, I recommend checking out Chris Rock's new stand-up special, Tambourine. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Chris Rock's back. Uh, he's got some good jokes in there. He also talks about some personal stuff about getting divorced and whatnot. So it was enjoyable. It was good. fun. I definitely recommend it. There's also a documentary that I was kind of side-watching. Jill was watching it while I was playing video games, so mm-hmm. I caught most of it. It was called Shot in the Dark. It's I've a, heard of this. It's about uh, the guys who are up late nights catching video for news. It's like the movie Nightcrawler. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. And there's these three different companies of guys and they're out and about just in the night just filming stuff. It's fascinating. Really? It's almost shot like a reality show, which I don't like yeah. because I feel like I can't tell whether or not the stuff is real okay. or not. But there is – I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but early on – I think it's only like eight or nine episodes yeah. for a season one. Early on, there's an incredible thing that happens. Okay. Like this guy's filming something. He sees it happen. It's, it, it blew my mind. All right. It like shook me. To the core. I mean, to the point where you're just almost your baby throw up in your mouth right I was now. Like, and it shook this character to the core too. Like it's 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 amazing, and it it's very interesting to see that this is a this is a this is a job. All right. For some people, shot, so in, shot, the dark. shot in the dark. Check, check it, out. it out. It's on Netflix. I'm going to recommend Black Panther. Yeah. All the way. Go check it out. Black Meow. Panther. Done. 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 <laughs> done. Done. Also, I'm going to recommend uh, Elephant and Castle. Yay! Uh, which uh, next, starting next week, we will be uh, officially. Uh, uh, you will be hearing the podcast uh, from uh, recorded from Elephant and Castle, uh, and we'll be doing the, uh, the the old promotions for it and everything. But I'll get a, I'll get a jump start on it and, and say go check out. They've got every night of the week. They've got something to something to do. One and done Mondays. Uh, they tap a keg at 5 p.m. every Monday, and they. They pour till it's gone. It's nice. $3 for, for a pint there. Tin up Tuesdays. It's 25% off all tins. Wine down Wednesdays. Uh, $1 off wine by the glass and half-price bottles of wine. 
Goose Out Thursdays, Goose Island uh, draft or bottle, 25% off. Saturdays and Sundays, they got $5 mimosas and Bloody Marys. And every day of the week, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m., they've got happy hour. So go check that out at Elephant mm. Castle. This is 185 North Wabash, corner of Wabash and Lake. It's a really check cool place. Check that shit out. Yes. And also, important to note that we wouldn't have a sponsor of something that we didn't enjoy. Agreed. So this, so it's not just for the sake of having a sponsor. We also do. I go to Elephant and Castle. I do enjoy going there, and so that is that is one of the reasons that we were excited to partner with them. That being said, guys, uh, we also want to promote Black Heroin. Uh, what's it called? Black Tar Heroin. Black Tar Heroin. Really good for you. Yes. Really good. Yeah. And we wouldn't promote it if we didn't. Use if we it. didn't use it, yeah, it got like me it. off cigarettes. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Drug jokes are hilarious. Uh, guys, you can find Mind Gap on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter at Mind Gap. At Mind Gap Podcast. And Justin uh, is around. Yes, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Spotify, where you can subscribe to us, review us, show us a little love. We might show you some back. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Love begets love begets love. Yes. If we're going to go biblical with it. <laughs> That's in the Bible. And then show us. Sh- <laughs> love begets love and share some podcasts. <laughs> Jesus said, share thine podcast. Jesus said, like, subscribe, and share, y'all. Comment. Uh, no, but please do. Subscribe, <laughs> listen, share us around. Uh, do God's work and listen to our podcast. Uh, TwoEastDates.com slash MindGap and TwoEastDates.com slash The Best Bar Podcast Ever. It's the other podcast I do with Milos every Monday, and it is about the bar industry, and it's quite fun. It's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> you all have a fantastic week. Don't Thanks. tell them what to do. You will have a great week. You have I'm it. Calling it, and you be good to each other. Love, love thyself. Yes. Love, thine. love begets love. Beget someone. Love thine others, and do not forget that you never shall pet a burning dog. Mind Gap Podcast.